0: Chavis.
1: Thank you, Sid. Welcome, everybody, to Messianic Vision. Our guest today is a prophetic minister who carries a, a unique anointing that literally fills entire rooms with the tangible glory of God. Now, they've seen many saved, healed, and set free. I, I call him a cutting-edge minister of God's Word. He's mentoring and equipping believers to live in the realm of God's power and glory. Wow, that's what we want. Isn't that right? Please welcome Matt Sorger. Hi, Matt.
2: Hey, Donna. Great to be with you today.
1: Thank you so much for spending this time with us. And I'm going to just dig right in because I believe you were with Sid many years ago. And so a lot of our audience may not know you or know your background, but even the way you came to the Lord is so incredibly supernatural. Tell us that.
2: Yeah, um, it was very powerful. My my mom was sick. Um, really, it came from, from a very uh, painful situation in our family. My mom had become sick. And she was sick for about two years. And by the end of that time, I mean, totally bedridden. She was on like 24 bottles of medicine a day and had spent thousands of dollars on hospital bills and doctors and nothing was working. She was diagnosed with MS and a blood disorder and all sorts of things and nothing was working. And then Jesus (laughs) stepped into this situation and my mom received, a miraculous healing. And when I say a miraculous healing, it was like the raw tangible power of God flowed through her body. It was like electricity flowing through her body. And by the time God was finished, she was totally healed, set free, saved. I mean, got a revelation that Jesus was the only way to God. And uh, then it was, I think a day or two after her miraculous healing that my whole family got saved, wow. and I got saved as a 14-year-old.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, oh, my goodness. And then you were reading, you you went right away and started reading the Word after you got saved, and you were reading in Acts chapter 1. What happened? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was reading Acts 1 and Acts 2, and um, I just remember reading about the Holy Spirit and how they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and I said, God, if you did best for them, in the Bible, would you do it for me? Would you fill me with the Holy Spirit? And the moment I prayed that, I was just a teenager alone in my bedroom. Um, and as I just asked God for his Holy Spirit, suddenly I just started speaking in tongues. It just started flowing out of me. And it was it was amazing. It, it brought my relationship with God to a whole new place.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we mentioned uh, when I was introducing you, we mentioned a tangible glory. Now, tangible means something that you experience with some of your senses. You either see it, you feel it, you taste it, you hear it. something. What do you mean that a few months later, heaven was opened for you and you started experiencing his tangible glory?
2: Well, you know, uh, Donna, I got so hungry for God and I wanted his presence in my life. And we had just started going to church. It was so brand new for me. All of this was so brand new. And I remember in church feeling God's presence during the worship time. Then I would go home and pray, and I wouldn't feel anything. And I remember saying, God, I want your presence even when I'm alone here. So I went into my room, and I started worshiping God an hour a day. And I did this for four months straight. And honestly, I felt nothing. But I just loved God, and I worshiped him, and I wanted his presence. And that moment that it happened, four months Every day worshiping God alone in my room it was like I was standing there my hands lifted up to God singing a song I'd probably sung now you know tons of times yes. and it was like heaven opened up over me and the glory of God filled my bedroom and and it was just a breakthrough for me personally into the manifest presence of God where I could just feel the Holy Spirit fill my entire room
1: Yes Whew. now now let me ask you this is is this the beginning when you felt this tangible glory was this the beginning of the same glory that you even feel now when you actually minister
2: well you know i was i was surprised at first donna by the glory of god and when the lord led me into ministry and into the type of ministry that i have now i discovered that the way god met me in that secret place where it would just be me and him and his tangible weighty presence on me yes then when i would step out into public ministry then all of a sudden what i had in that private place suddenly my secret place became the church building or wherever i was and that same glory started to overflow and fill entire rooms and then other people started experiencing his presence
1: You know what I think is so important, just to mention while you're right here, you you said the secret place, that glory that I felt in the secret place. That means just you and God and the Holy Spirit in there. You had offered yourself to become intimate with him, to spend that time to um, ask for his presence and to dwell in his presence. And so when that glory was manifested to you, you had received it in private because you had sought after it. And then it was manifested in public. So I think that's really important for people to know. You know, let's seek after this. Let's go after this as an individual, just, you know, in our secret place.
2: Yeah, it's so important because we don't, I don't think everyone fully understands that what what they receive from God in secret, just just them, no one else sees it, no one else knows it, it will 100% affect what flows out of them for other people.
1: Yes, Yes. Wow. I just, I think that's so important. So I'm glad that you said that. Now, Matt, yeah. you've written a book called God's Unstoppable. Whoo! That's a good word, Matt. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, we're going to have us a little church here. I can't even get the title out.
2: <laughs> God's
1: <laughs> Unstoppable Blessings and Breakthrough. Why this book?
2: Well, uh... I love it when a breakthrough is instant and it's just dramatic and the power of God moves and there's that breakthrough, there's that deliverance, there's yes. that healing, there's that miracle. Um, but I've also discovered in my own journey and process and in the lives of other people that sometimes when it's not instant, uh, people can get hope deferred. They're like, well, where is my breakthrough? Where's my miracle? Where's my healing? Why is it not right now? And, and they think that breakthrough is out of their reach. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to teach people is, is, yes, bring them into that place where they can access instant breakthroughs. But also, when it's not instant, what does that look like for them and how, no matter what obstacles in their life, no matter what wall is around them, what thing is they, they perceive to be blocking them, they can still break through that obstacle and really how to come into a place of receiving unstoppable blessing and breakthrough from God in every area of of their life
1: do you know anybody that doesn't need this I mean when honestly when I was studying this I'm thinking I don't know anybody that could not benefit from this in one way or another yeah yeah, I think it, I think it's for everybody. And now it is for
2: everyone.
1: <laughs> you you mentioned those walls. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the famous Bible story. And Joshua marched around the yep. walls of Jericho, and you know he did this and he did this, and then the walls fell down. I mean, they instantly fell down, and that's what you're talking about. It doesn't always happen that way. But what's something that I love that you call growing over? that wall, when that wall doesn't yes. instantly fall down. Will you explain to us what you mean by that?
2: Yeah, well, you know, sometimes God does knock the wall down flat. Um, but I've also discovered there's another way to get through those walls. And God can anoint you. If the wall doesn't move, that doesn't mean you can't move. So if that wall is there, and it looks like it ain't moving, There is an anointing where God can cause you to go over the wall. Yes. Um, The Lord showed me from Genesis 49 about Joseph, from the life of Joseph. And it says this, Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow by a well, and his branches run over the wall. And there's a lot we could say about Joseph today, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But it's like, it's a prophetic picture of breakthrough, that even those walls surrounded Joseph's life. And at times it looked like those walls were not instantly moving joseph still reached his destiny joseph still saw every dream fulfilled and the purposes of god come forth and the breakthrough of god in his life and and it wasn't just from the walls coming down but he went over those walls and god is going to anoint people today to go over the walls that they think are holding them back
1: that sounds like some good news for those of us who have thought in our lives this is an obstacle that I can't get around. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know about this circumstance, and it won't move, and it won't move. But you're saying that's not the only option. That wall falling down is not the only option that you're going to teach us, and the Bible teaches us that we can grow over that wall. Well That's right. That That's pretty exciting. Well, let, let's talk about some of the things in your book. I, I, I think it's yeah. so refreshing and it's so powerful Nobody likes this Matt. Nobody likes pain. Nobody likes no. the hard times. but you actually tell us in part of your book that this place of pain can become a place of power.
2: Yeah, exactly. and and this is this is what the Lord does. and this is how God redeems every painful, um, unfair, unjust, um, even traumatic thing that can happen in our lives how God takes those places of pain and he transforms them into a place of power. And and I call it the threshing floor. And, uh, you know, Joel describes the threshing floor like this. He says that the threshing floor is full of grain and the vats overflow with new wine and oil. And, you know, when we think about the threshing floor, it's a hard place. It, it's a difficult place. And, um, you know, you could love Jesus with all your heart and all of a sudden you find yourself in a difficult situation, maybe not even from your own actions, but maybe from the behavior of another person, yes. maybe from a situation you find yourself in. It's this painful situation. It's like a threshing floor uh, with where it's almost like even a brokenness. Um, but I've discovered that the threshing floor becomes full of grain, which is harvest and breakthrough. And God really is able to take those places of pain and anoint them. And that may sound weird, but God can anoint your places of pain so that they become your greatest place of power. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we saw this in our own family. And I know the first thing I think of is the sickness that my mom had. It was a very painful time in our family, uh, very difficult. But I look back on it now and I see the hand of God moving, how the very thing that the enemy sent against my mom to destroy her and our family. Now, as a result of that thing and God bringing her through it, now we've seen, not only has my mom been healed, but as a ministry, as a result of that first breakthrough, now we're seeing thousands of people healed and saved and set free. So it's like the very thing the enemy used to destroy us became the thing that God anointed us in. Yes. And it's amazing to see God God do that.
1: Yes, yes. If you don't mind, I'm going to steal just a a couple of lines out of your book right here, because I did not understand. You know, I've been saved since I was 15 years old. And I'm not going to tell you how long that's been. But anyway, I've been. <laughs> <Yeah, saved. laughs> i between me and God. That's right. <laughs> I've been saved decades and decades and decades. But I did not know. Although I've heard this phrase, I did not know what the threshing floor was and how that worked. But when you're talking about that becoming a place of power, may I just read this couple of lines? In the threshing process, the grain is placed on the threshing floor and trampled Who? how many of us feel like we've been trampled sometimes <laughs> and it's broken and here the chaff is separated from the grain so that way the non-useful part is separated and discarded so that it only leaves the useful part and what remains is pure grain and god turns <clears throat> this threshing floor into a harvest the place where pain becomes the place of power. I did not understand that, Matt. And in just that couple of short lines, you painted a picture for me that I didn't know for my whole life. What's the threshing floor? What's that? You know, I never really thought about it because I didn't understand yeah. it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and I just want to say for everybody that's listening, this book is full of places just like that all over it. And you mentioned Joseph a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. ago. You mentioned Joseph. When life goes in the opposite direction of what God has promised us, wow, we Mm -hmm. find ourselves in in a bit of an odd place because Joseph had had dreams and he had had visions of what his life was supposed to be.
2: Oh, yeah. Joseph, I mean, it's such... It's such an amazing example for us. Joseph had this dream of that he would be lifted up, exalted, used by God in a mighty way. And right after he has this dream, literally everything in his life goes in the exact opposite direction. He's betrayed, he's thrown into a pit, he's sold into slavery. Um, then he's falsely accused, then he ends up in a dungeon. And it's like he goes lower and lower and lower, the exact opposite of the dream that God gave him. Right. And sometimes life is like that. You get a word from God, you get a promise in scripture, you know, by his stripes, you are healed. And all of a sudden, now you're, you're battling this thing that you never thought you would have to battle. or Or, you know, God gives you a vision of your destiny or a call that's on your life. And then all of a sudden, you're going through things that look like, wait a second, this this isn't what God spoke to me. This this looks like it's going in a different direction. Yes. And sometimes we experience these things.
1: Yes. Now, and for those that have found themselves in, in, in those times for a long period of time, even Joseph, you know, it was a long period of time before that turned yeah. around. For those that feel like their years have been, they've been lost or they've been stolen, what do you say to them?
2: You know, the Lord is the master of, redesigner, and he is moving even when you don't think he is. And when it's like you feel years are lost, or you feel like, oh, I've gone through this for so many years, or or I wish I'd gotten saved earlier, and I had all those years in my life, you know, with Jesus, um, God showed me something, that he is able to restore the lost years. And in fact, when you discover that a thief has robbed or stolen from you. Proverbs 631 gives us a promise, and it says that when the thief is discovered, he has to pay back sevenfold. And what I've learned is that when God restores us, and this is another way he makes the devil pay for for ever trying to mess with your life, because you're called and you're chosen by God. And I want the folks listening right now, I want you to know this: you're called and you're chosen by God, and the devil will regret ever trying to mess with you, because when you discover that uh, somewhere something was robbed or stolen, you have the authority in Jesus to declare a sevenfold restoration. And the end result of that thing is God will make you seven times better than even his original design and intent for your life. It's, it's, it's glorious.
1: Yes. Now, now what type of things are you talking about can be restored?
2: It could be anything from uh, lost, youth restored, even innocence that was lost in your life being restored. It could be your physical health. It could be your mental health. It could be your emotional health. It could be joy being restored, relationships being restored, family being restored, finances being restored. I mean, it, it just covers every aspect of our life.
1: Yes, yes. And here's a very practical example. You actually had some money that was stolen from you.
2: I did. I found myself in a very difficult situation where money was taken from me. And, you know, at first I was very upset. I'll I'll be honest. I was, you know, I had my emotional response. I was upset. I was offended. I was hurt. I was even possibly a little angry at the situation. Of course. And I remember I was, I was driving in my car and I was praying, God, you know, deal with this situation, deal with this person, you know, and I'm praying in a certain direction. And God says to me, forgive them. And I'm like, "Forgive them. I want them to give me my money back, God." And God said, "Forgive them." And I said, "Okay, God. Okay. I forgive them." And as I started to pray in this direction, then the Lord spoke to me and gave me this revelation. He he brought me to that scripture in Proverbs and he said, "Matt, now that you have forgiven, I want you to declare a sevenfold restoration of this to your life." Yes. And I just began to declare it out loud. I just said in the name of Jesus, this is coming back sevenfold to me. And I'm telling you, Donna, we know the word and we pray the word. And then when it actually happens, sometimes we're surprised. <laughs> and we shouldn't be. We should, But I was that week, that very week, as I began to declare and I began to use my authority in Christ with the scripture, I'm telling you, seven times the amount that was taken from me, God restored back to me.
1: Yes, yes, I know. I've been surprised sometimes, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, God, forgive me for being surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I want to let everybody know how they can get this wonderful, wonderful resource that you prepared, but let's talk about one thing first, one more thing first. Um, yes. The aspect of perspective is just intriguing yeah. to me. And you talk about that as far as changing our perspective. Now, sometimes it may not change the circumstances, but but whew, what it does for us is amazing. Talk to us about that just for a moment.
2: Yeah, I love this because, you know, Jesus said, speak to the mountain and it will move. Well, you know, there's different ways to move a mountain. Sometimes you'll speak to a situation and the circumstance will just shift and change. Other times, though, you can move that mountain, not necessarily by the mountain moving, but by you moving. In other words, when you go higher, right, let's say you're looking at a mountain, you go higher, the higher you go, the lower that mountain becomes, That's right. you're moving it in a different direction. So by getting a higher perspective, a God perspective, what you can do is you can elevate your perspective. And then in the process, you move a mountain from being this insurmountable mountain in front of you to a molehill, which then I say becomes a speed bump. And (laughs) speed bumps, you don't stop at a speed bump. You stop at a stop sign. But a speed bump, you slow down, but you keep going and you go over it. And then you go faster
1: when you get on the other side.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Then you pick up your speed. And it's like, this is what God is going to do. He's going to give people divine perspective to shift their mountains, to move their mountains into mole hills, and they're going to go right over that thing like a speed bump, and it's not going to stop them. And I think it's so important for people to get this revelation that what they perceive to be um, an insurmountable situation, it's not. It's a speed bump. If you can shift your perspective, you can go right over that thing. And keep going.
1: And now, and that's what happened to Joseph. I mean, n- no denying the fact that he was he was in pain. He was imprisoned. He was in this awful place that he's like, whoa, how did I get here? And God, how did this happen? But at some point, he adopted a new perspective.
2: He did. And and you see it in Psalm 105 or 17 where it says, it's an amazing sentence. It says about Joseph that he was sold as a servant or a slave and sent by God. And it's like two opposite statements in one sentence, one an earthly perspective, the other is a heavenly perspective. The earthly, Joseph was sold as a slave. He was, you know, abused, he was hurt, he suffered you know, he was betrayed. But God's perspective, he was being sent by God. So it's like the Lord, not that the Lord sent those negative things to Joseph, but God redesigned and then reorchestrated those things to send Joseph to position Joseph in the right place at the right time for the promotion to happen in his life. So even the things that the enemy uses to hurt us, God is able to remaneuver those things to actually position us yes. for the promotion he has for our lives
1: yes yes i don't know about you but sometimes when i hear something i I have to just it's one of those um sila moments you want to just like yeah let that sink in an earthly perspective yes he was sold as a slave but the heavenly perspective he he realized that he was sent by god
2: wow sent sent by god commissioned by god um, on a divine assignment. And I'm going to tell you, I really believe that when somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the dungeon or somewhere in his whole process, um, he shifted his perspective. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because when you get God's perspective on a difficult situation, it empowers you to forgive where yes. you need to forgive. Yes. And I really believe that because Joseph forgave, He was able to fully and completely fulfill the word that God had spoken to him.
1: Yes, yes. Wow. Well, let me just stop right here for a second and tell everybody that's listening about this amazing resource, Matt, that you have prepared. It's your brand new book and three-part audio teaching series called God's Unstoppable blessings and breakthrough i sure like the sound of that so you'll also get a bonus teaching that matt is preparing especially for you called glory overflow so be sure to listen to sid at the end of the program as always and he will tell you exactly how you can get this resource today so i want to jump back on something that you just talked about matt you were talking about forgiveness and Mm. uh when you forgive and you you've been talking about it 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 releases that person but it allows you to receive what you're calling God's unstoppable blessings and breakthrough
2: yeah you know i say it like this no demon no person no circumstance can stop god's blessings in your life but the only thing that can hinder god's blessing is an unforgiving heart. Wow. And I think, you know, I've seen it where where people, they get trapped in bitterness and it short circuits the fullness that God actually has for their life. And I think when we forgive, it's not that you're condoning uh, mistreatment or you're condoning, you know, or saying it's okay, you know, that that this happened in your life. But what you're doing is you are choosing to release it to God. You're choosing to keep your own heart clear so that God's intent and purpose for you comes to pass, yes. which is that your life helps to bring other people into a place of breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that the, the clearer your heart is, the more pure God's power can flow through you for other people.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, goodness, I, I, here's another thing that you mentioned just a moment ago uh, that I think we skipped over kind of quickly that I'd love to talk about. It's what you call yoke-breaking anointing.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So this is where we know the scripture in Isaiah 10 where it says the anointing breaks the yoke. And you know, I've heard the scripture so many years and then I really started to dive into it. And what it literally says is the anointing or th- is translated fatness. The fatness breaks the yoke. And what this is a full picture of. Is that, in other words, it was a, it was a word to the nation of Israel that God would make their necks so fat that the yoke that the oppressor, which was the Assyrian tried to put on them, the yoke would break because of the anointing or the fatness of their neck. So we again, we say it like this. Um, when a situation is not changing, a person's not changing, um, you know a thing you're you're struggling through or dealing with externally is not changing, um, that doesn't mean you can't get a breakthrough. In other words, God is going to change you, he's going to cause your neck to grow so big spiritually that the yoke that the enemy used to easily fit on you won't fit you anymore. And and I think God just wants us to understand that. Some breakthroughs are instant, and some breakthroughs are a process. And really, not just to get a temporary breakthrough, but a permanent breakthrough, where let's say someone deals with discouragement, and the enemy knows it, and he just kind of fits that discouragement right on them, or fear. He just kind of fits that fear right on them. But when you start to grow your neck spiritually, in other words, you eat the Word of God, you're in His presence, um, your your spiritual neck is growing, what used to fit easily on you doesn't fit on you anymore. Yes. So now it's not just a temporary breakthrough it becomes a permanent breakthrough
1: yes yes boy that's that's pretty exciting and you know if i had to boil that all down to one line for me is when when those walls don't fall down when those walls won't move i still can i still can yes. so anyway i was so excited when i was reading your material <laughs> as you can see <laughs> you know you you talked about the key to forgiveness and how important that is uh, what about this one? What about love? Where does that fit in?
2: You know, we many times when we think of miracle breakthroughs and, you know, the power of God moving, we think of faith, you know. Uh, and, and, and rightfully so. Jesus said, by your faith, you're healed. And definitely faith connects us to the power of God. But I discovered something else in Galatians 5 verse 6 where it says this, that faith is activated, is set into motion, and operates— through love. And mm. I really discovered that the true source of power behind our faith is love. Love releases the pure, raw power of God in our lives.
1: Wow, that's a strong statement. Love releases God's pure, raw power. Whew, that's pretty strong, Matt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, actually, it compels our faith forward. Love activates faith which then connects us to the unlimited resources of heaven. Mm-hmm. Love unlocks that faith. And, and I've, I've just seen this. You know, I actually learned this um, in part from Dr. Oral Roberts. I was with him four months before he graduated to heaven. And I remember I asked him privately, I said, could you share with me one of your secrets to your miracle ministry? He looked at me and said, you know, a lot of people would think it was my faith. He said I'm going to tell you what happened when we started doing these big miracle tent crusades. He said I would go into my hotel room and I started to pray for love that that God would give me his love for the people. He said when I started to seek love, the miracle movement of God exploded in our ministry and meetings. Yes. And I took that and I was like that that that's it and I've seen it. I've seen it in our own life and ministry as well.
1: Yes. Give me give me a couple of examples of what you're talking about here.
2: Well, Donna, you know, there was one meeting we were in and this was a few years ago. My parents were with me in this service and um there was a woman carried into the meeting with bone cancer. She looked like a skeleton. She couldn't even walk. And they carried her up and they sat her on the front row right next to my mom. So I'm, you know, praying for people and ministering and my mom just I see her. She just kind of leans over to this lady and wraps her arms around her and it just holds her and I'm thinking, oh, you know, my mom is praying for her because I see her, you know, praying into her ear. Well, before I know it, I hear a commotion at the front of the church and I look around and this woman who's carried in with bone cancer jumps up out of her seat and starts jumping all around the altar screaming, I'm healed, I'm healed. And she said, my son is in the parking lot. You know, her son wouldn't even come into the church. So she just dropped her off at the church. He was waiting in his car. And he said, my son is in the parking lot. I got to go tell him that Jesus healed me. And she runs right by me, runs down the center aisle, and runs right out of the church, totally healed. And I asked my mom afterwards, I said, what happened there? She said, Matt, she said, I felt this love. The love of God, rise up in me for this lady. And I just held her. And as I held her, I could feel this love pouring into her. And all I did was speak the scripture into her ear. By his stripes, you are healed. And she just spoke the word and held her and love poured out. And a miracle happened. She was instantly healed by God's power. And
1: that is amazing, and it's not like a one-time thing. I mean, you see this as you minister in God's glory and in God's love and, and, and the love releasing this power for healing, for healing, not yeah. just that. I mean, you've said salvations for people being set free, but but the power being released by the love.
2: Yeah, you know, I remember there was another lady I was praying for, and you know, she didn't even want me to pray for her. This is a very powerful moment. She was angry. She was hurt and offended that she was still sick. She actually came to the service because her husband asked her to come. She didn't even want to be there. And I remember God told me to go over to her and pray for her. And and I remember saying to God, God, I don't think she wants prayer because she's not up at the altar looking for prayer. And I just felt, go pray for her. So I, I walked over to her and I said, hi, I'm like, can I pray for you? And she looked up at me and she said, no. I don't want you to pray for me. Then I looked up to God, and I said, God, I told you. (laughs) I (laughs) told you. She did not want prayer. (laughs) And then I looked at her again, and I said, well, can I pray for you? And she said, no. She said, I've had everyone pray for me. I'm still sick. God doesn't love me. And then she started to tell me all of her sickness. And it was like one thing after another. And I was shocked. I didn't know one person could have so much wrong with them. And Um, You know, honestly, by the time she was finished telling me all the problems in the natural, I was thinking to myself, wow, yeah, this is kind of an impossible situation. Yeah, I I don't know, God, this is kind of hard. And I could feel the faith getting sucked out of me the more I heard what she had to say in the natural of what she was facing. So I now here I am and, and I feel prompted again ask her if you could pray for her. And now my faith, I'll be honest, my faith was not strong for this. And, and, and I looked and I said, well, can I pray for you? And she stood up, she crossed her arms and she said, fine, pray for me. And she just <laughs> looked at me. Now there was like no faith in her, not a whole lot of faith in me. And I'm like, okay, God, please help me. And I closed my eyes and I start to pray in the spirit. As I start to pray from my belly, I start to feel this love and it was not my love. It was supernatural love. I felt it start to rise up on the inside of me. And as I felt this love rise up on the inside of me, this anointing came and this woman in her pit of depression, in her pit of sickness, the power of God reached right down. And it was almost like nothing even to do with her faith. God just, reached down and pulled her out of this pit, and the power of God starts going through her, and she's weeping and crying and laughing and then weeping and then laughing. And and she says, all of the pain is gone out of my body. It's all gone. And she said, and not only that, I could feel God's presence again for the first time in five years. I feel his presence. I feel alive again. and And it was in that moment where I had to not look at the natural, and I had to just Get a hold of God's heart and then He gave it to me. He gave His heart to me. And from that realm of His love, this power just reached down and delivered and healed this lady.
1: Wow. Wow. We we all want power. We all want faith. But when your your power seemed to be weak and your faith seemed to be weak, your love was strong.
2: Yeah, it's you know, sometimes we think I got to have faith, got to have faith, got to have faith. But I think when we seek love and we ask God, we ask the Holy Spirit to shed his love abroad in our hearts, it it opens up the realm of of faith. It opens up the realm of God's presence. And then from that, his power.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. If you don't mind, Matt, I'd like to take just a second here and break away from notes and have you minister to those that are listening, if you will. Just just yes. release that love and that ability to receive love and give love and to understand what that love does in our lives and in other people's lives.
2: Yeah, I, I, I really feel there's some folks listening today, you have— you, you relate to what I'm sharing. It's like you have fallen into a pit of almost hope deferred, and you wonder, will things ever change? Uh, will I ever see God's promise in my life? And and the Lord wants to encourage your heart today. And he's saying, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And, and the key word there is walk you're going to keep walking, you're going to keep moving, and you are going to come through this season, and you're going to be stronger, you're going to be more anointed, you're going to have more glory, you're going to have more faith in your heart, and more fulfillment. And, Father, I just pray for every person watching today, that, Lord, even where they feel their faith may be weak, Father, I pray today for an infusion of the divine love of God, that, Lord, every part of their spirit, soul, body, and mind would be saturated with your tangible love, that they would know how much you love them, and they would have your love even for other people. And, Father, I just ask for an impartation today of of the love that flows, the unconditional love, the pure love, the powerful love of God, that, Lord, it will even cause mountains to move, and it will cause, Father, people to go over every hindrance in their life that there will be nothing impossible for God. And I pray today, Lord, let that anointing flow that breaks yokes, let that anointing flow, God, that brings an unstoppable breakthrough in people's lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. And I ask, Lord, just envelop them right now. Envelop them with your glory. Envelop them with your tangible presence. Envelop them with your heart and pull them out, Father, from anything they have been sitting under, that they are not going to sit in that place. They're not going to camp out in that valley. They're going to rise up. They're going to walk. They're going to run. They're going to fly. And they're going to go over that that mountain. And they're going to go over that situation, Lord. And they will see the promise fulfilled. They will see. Yes, yes. They will see the promise fulfilled. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
1: Yes. Thank you, Matt. And let me take just another second here and remind everybody that Sid and I really want to give you an opportunity to get this resource package today by Matt Sorger. And again, it's his brand new book and three-part audio teaching series titled, God's Unstoppable Blessings and Breakthrough. Honestly, after studying this material, as I said earlier, I don't know anyone who doesn't need this in their life. So be sure and get yours today. And you'll also get Matt's bonus teaching prepared, especially for you, called Glory Overflow. So be sure to listen for Sid at the end of the program to tell you how you can get yours today. Matt, I want to keep going here. You know, there is something that I love. You know, everybody wants to feel like you know, they they matter and they're valued and they can do something and they have something to give. You know, I don't wanna just get a breakthrough. I wanna be a breakthrough.
2: Yes, yes. And this is the thing and this is how God works in our lives. I've found that the very things that we personally need a breakthrough in becomes the very areas that God anoints us to help others get a breakthrough in. And I say it like this, God wants to make you a walking breakthrough. In other words, the things, and and I love this again, the things that the enemy sends against us. and, And there are times 100% where there is a strategy from the enemy to really hinder someone's life. And to even possibly destroy their life. But I have discovered that when God's hand is on you, that the very thing the enemy sends to hurt you or hinder you or destroy you becomes the very area of your deepest anointing, greatest breakthrough and greatest authority. Yes. So what you have walked through then, it's like God gives you this authority and power when you have walked through something to then see other people set free in yes, that area.
1: Yes. Now, is that what you were talking about earlier when you said, you know why the enemy's going to regret even messing with you when you oh, yes. when you start not just getting a breakthrough, but becoming a breakthrough for others?
2: Yeah, because the enemy thought he was winning, just like when Jesus was crucified, the enemy thought he was winning, thought he was having his way. Uh, but meanwhile, God was having this this grand uh, design, this grand plan. And it's and it's like, I think God loves to make the enemy regret uh, what he has done. And it's like the thing that was meant to destroy you becomes the thing that will promote you. And, and in other words, you'll get an authority and a power to help other people.
1: Yes, yes. Now, Matt, you even say that even our own healing and our own situations can become accelerated when we help other people.
2: Yeah. You know, this, Donna, this is a very powerful thing I learned in Isaiah 58. God is saying, when you step out to help someone else, your own breakthrough gets accelerated. And we've seen this happen in people's lives.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, let's talk about Joseph again. I mean, where Joseph was, and then he got his breakthrough. I mean, he got his promotion, but but that promotion wasn't just to get him out of that situation. You teach us about a purpose, a promotion has a purpose.
2: Yes, whenever, and I think this is important to always remember, whenever God's favor is on you, uh, whenever God's promotion is on you, it's not for self-fulfillment. It's not just for yourself. Uh, but there is a much bigger picture and a much bigger plan that God is working. And I think whenever he does elevate or he does promote someone either to a place of influence, a place of authority, a place of power in the Holy Spirit, it's always because there there is something that God wants to accomplish through that. And I think of Joseph, how he was elevated, But it wasn't just for Joseph to feel good about himself. Like, oh, look, I'm in power. I'm in authority. (laughs) You know, I rule over others. It it wasn't really just so Joseph could feel good. The purpose of that favor was so that a nation could— be saved. But then it goes even beyond that present moment of Israel having, you know, supply during a time of famine. Um, But it actually went beyond that, because if you follow that that lineage, it would be through that nation of Israel that the Messiah would be born into the world. So if the famine had wiped out the nation of Israel, the lineage even of Jesus Christ would have been wiped out. So the Lord elevated Joseph, Yes, to save the nation of Israel, but then ultimately to preserve the line through which salvation would come to mankind. Yes. So think about future generations and, and how uh, even what God is doing in our lives right now has a ripple effect. Uh, where even future generations will be impacted because of what God is doing through us now.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. You know, I mentioned when we were talking about the resources that you are preparing for everybody that's listening, I, I, I talked about the glory overflow uh, bonus that yes. they are going to get that you're going to teach about. And how can we walk in that overflow, in that overflow of God's glory?
2: Yeah. I, you know, I look at it like this. It's like your spirit hits a saturation point. So, you know, the scripture that says be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And many times we think of that as being filled like a glass of water being filled, you know, with water. But the actual picture of that is more like a sponge being filled with water where the sponge gets saturated. And then you could wring that sponge out and there's an overflow from that sponge. And this is what it's like for us when we spend time in the presence of God, we go into what we, we call the secret place or the alone place with God, and you just welcome his presence. You welcome the Holy Spirit. What is happening is your spirit man is getting full and full and full and more filled with his presence and with the person of the Holy Spirit. And then, then it goes into your soul and into your body until you're fully saturated. And then all of a sudden this tangible anointing or this tangible presence of God starts to overflow out of your life and this is where um, Lou Engel said it to me like this one day. He said, Matt, what God does in secret in your life may one day be put on the stage of history. Yes. And it's like this is how history is made for the kingdom of God, that when believers, um, ordinary believers, and I say ordinary because we're all just human beings, that when an ordinary person spends time with an extraordinary God and we see his glory and we're in his presence, we're transformed, we're changed, and we're filled with him. And then from that place, an overflow starts to happen and then all of a sudden you're laying your hands on a sick person and they're getting healed or you're sharing your faith with someone and they're getting saved or you know, you're know, you prophesying a word is flowing out of you and someone's whole life changes because of an overflow of a word that comes out of your spirit. Yes. So um, the overflow is very, very powerful and it's the direct result of that secret place.
1: Yes, like, like the little girl uh, in Mexico that received a healing and, and a creative miracle.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like your secret place goes into the public place. This was like a crusade type of setting in Mexico. And we were worshiping God in this stadium. And um, the Lord spoke to me. He said that he was going to open up deaf ears. So right in the middle of the worship of the glory of God filling that stadium, I called out. I said, God is opening up deaf ears. And all around the stadium, really deaf ears started popping open. No one even was laying hands on anyone. And then Uh, my team brought this young girl up onto the platform. She had long brown hair and they pulled her hair back and I saw this girl was born with no ears. She had no ears, just little holes on the side of her head and deaf from birth. And as she stood there, The presence of God started to flow through her. That overflow of God started to flow through her. And all of a sudden, her eyes got really wide. And I knew. I'm like, something is happening. And as we start to question her and ask her, she said she heard a popping on the inside of her head where she was born without eardrums. You know, her her family was there, and they were sharing her story. Born without eardrums, no ears, nothing, just deaf. And all of a sudden, she heard this popping, and her ears her her hearing opens up and she hears for the first time in her life it was a recreative miracle god created something that was not there before and it was a result of the overflow of god's glory
1: yes yes wow wow all right i i want to end with this matt you created a plumb line for yourself early in your ministry even as a young pastor so i I would love to end with that. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what what you set as your plumb line for yourself in order to receive from God and and to be in that place now that you call that glory overflow?
2: Yeah, you know, I I was just starting out in ministry. I was a pastor at the time, an assistant pastor, and I was going into my office in the church and I opened up my door to step from the hallway into my office, and I walked right into the presence of God. It was like God was waiting for me, and I heard him say, I want to spend this whole day with you, and I shut the door, and I sat down in my chair, and I'm telling you, it, was, it wasn't it was just the presence of God. It was the weighty presence of God came over me, and I remember being so overwhelmed and thankful that God was letting me experience him like this, that I said, oh, thank you, Jesus, and when I said, thank you, Jesus, his presence lifted off, and I got quiet again, and he came back again. Now, this happened like three times, and by the third time, I realized God doesn't even want me talking right now. He just wants me being, Ah. and I literally sat there with no words, but just being with God in his presence, and this lasted the entire day, this encounter with him, and it was maybe a few hours into it. I started to think, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that, God, and I remember God spoke to me that day and and this was years ago. This was probably, this was over 20 years ago. And he said to me, now, I didn't know what was in my future. I didn't know all of, of what would happen in my life. But God said to me, Matt, if you don't have this time with me now, you won't be able to step into what I have for you in the future. And I understood, somehow understood that time in God's presence is not wasted time. It's mm-hmm. not idle time. In fact, it's the very thing that's preparing us. For, for all that God has in his plan and purpose for our lives. So it was like that intimate time with God then, that filling with, of God in my life then, uh, it, it prepared me to be able to step into the nations. Now over 35 nations later, now over 260 children rescued out of trafficking later in four different nations. Uh, now thousands of people saved and healed and delivered by God's power. I didn't see any of that at that time. I just, I just was in my office in his presence, but he knew that this was a plumb line, that he was setting a plumb line of intimacy, a plumb line of time with God that would bear fruit Uh, In God's call and purpose for my life
1: Yes, yes Wow, Matt, thank you so much I'd like for you to speak to those That are listening one more time Before we have to go For those that might be just sitting in that place Maybe a pain or, or circumstances That they don't understand That can't even see their destinies And their purpose and their future And what God has planned for them For those that can't see that yet And for those that need to experience God's unstoppable blessings and breakthrough
2: Yeah, I want to encourage you again today, uh, and I want you to really hear this. No demon, no person, no circumstance can stop God's blessing in your life. When you forgive, when you pray, when you bless, uh, you you set your own heart free, and, and you allow God, to position you in the right place at the right time. And I really believe that even as you're listening to this today, it's because there is a new season upon you. It's because there is a breakthrough upon you. And when you have seen great resistance, get really happy because it means the greatest breakthrough is just in front of you. And I encourage you today, don't quit, don't stop, don't give up, keep moving, keep praying, keep believing and let God work in you. Let God transform you from the inside out because he is anointing you right now. Even when you can't see it, He is anointing you and He is working in you to cause you to go over every wall, every wall that you think is hindering you. But what you think is hindering you actually isn't, because God is going to cause you to go right over that thing in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. This is my last statement to you that are listening. Now, when you get Matt's new book and when you get this audio (laughs) teaching series, Get ready to have some church, okay? (laughs) So that's what we're going to do. Matt, thanks for being here. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this brand new and powerful resource from Matt Sorger. Sid?
0: You may be facing what seems like insurmountable barriers, circumstances. They're just too difficult. You feel surrounded by walls, no way out. You've even asked God to knock those walls down, just like he did for Joshua at Jericho. But they're still standing, even when you pray. So what do you do? It's time to activate God's unstoppable breakthrough in every area of your life. It's time to get Matt Sorger's brand-new book, God's Unstoppable Breakthrough, and his three-part audio teaching series, Activating God's Pure, Raw Power. This powerful audio series contains three messages with teaching and activation. Don't miss this life-changing resource today for an investment of only 36 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot Be sure to ask for offer number 9719. Once again, that's offer number 9719.